Welcome to the Level Up Infection Prevention Podcast with Michelle and India. We are your team with one mission. Creating champions in infection prevention. My name is India Chance, a dental hygienist, a compliance consultant for Learn to Prevent, and an overall infection control nerd. And my name is Michelle Strange, dental hygienist, co-founder of A Tale of Two Hygienist Podcast, lover of dentistry and all things infection prevention. Welcome to season two. We're glad you're here. All right. Welcome back to another episode in season two, where we are tackling uh, products that we think the infection control coordinator needs to take a look at. Uh, This is Michelle. And this is India. And welcome back. And in this episode, we are chatting with Jim from Dove Dental Products. Welcome, Jim. Thank you so much. We're excited to have you here. We both uh, have used the products, right, India? Yes, and I love them. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> and we would love for you just to dive in. Tell us about who Dove Dental is and uh, why you guys are making these disposable oral suction products. Excellent. So, well, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, obviously, we've crossed paths over the uh, years, and I think our uh, our presence in dentistry has grown and you've watched that. We were this startup little company a few years back and because disposables really were put on the map in the last two years with COVID, the more safety protocols an office takes, um, we've advanced the product now. So we originally were just a saliva ejector valve and an HVE valve. And now we've advanced that into aerosol capturing HVEs aerosol capturing, saliva ejectors, everything has backflow preventers. It's all about safety. Um, So we have a team that's dedicated to making safer products, um, trying to make them here in the U.S. so we can get them fast so we don't have supply chain issues. And, uh, you know, each, it seems every couple months, we got a new product being launched um, just because we attack a new um, issue that faces us. And originally it was backflow, then it was aerosol, then it was amalgam, trying to capture it safer. So we've got a lot of really cool products that are um, in the dental market and we're available through all the distribution channels right now. So I'm really excited about our future, where we're going, and uh, especially working with the likes of you guys. So. Yeah, and I really am excited because I've learned a ton about backflow from you. I would love to tackle that topic first, if we can, because it is, um, probably the, I think a very pervasive topic in our industry, that uh, still people don't know about. So I'm going to let you dive in. I don't want to, I don't want to give any, like anything away, but what is backflow? Why is it a concern? (laughs) Give it away. So most people don't realize these little slide ejectors, hopefully you can see these things. They've been out for years and years and years. And similar to a straw when you're drinking out of a glass. So when you close around it, that fluid kind of goes back the wrong way. Okay. So if patients close around the saliva ejector. It's proven one in four. It's like one in 4.5. So it's in between four and five. Receive backflow unfortunately. And that's all the stuff that is inside this valve, inside the line, has the likelihood of going the wrong way. So if we're looking at 25% of the time and we look at the market, most people never clean these. So they'll take this off. But inside here, we all know it's a Petri dish of 
you know, last 10 patients, maybe the last week of patients before anyone actually did something. Flushing is good, but flushing is irrelevant if you're only flushing in the morning or in the evening. So all those patients in between are at a tremendous risk for backflow. And it happens in saliva ejectors, but we know the research, it points right to HVEs as well. Unfortunately, it's the same vacuum. And if the patient closes around the HVE, they're just as likely to get backflow, whether it's HVE or SE, um, because it's the same vacuum, same pole, one's a little bigger, but at the same time, same risk. So backflow is when the changes in air pressure go the wrong way. And what affects it are air pressure changes from room to room. So if India's in one room and you're in another room and she's turning her devices on and off, that affects it because again, we're working off the same vacuum. Um, the other eight things that affect it is if you're working over the patient or under the patient, obviously gravity will pull, that assists in backflow. Um, so there's a lot of things that can go wrong just with a simple saliva ejector if you don't clean it properly according to the instructions. And just for the audience that's listening to this, um, we're talking also about the little, like the valves that you stick your saliva ejector into your high volume evacuation, evacuation disposable tip into, um, uh, one thing I definitely learned from you, Jim, was the IFUs or the instructions for use that we always talk a lot about for a lot of our manufacturers, our chairs, our suctions, our valves, our, our, I'm sorry, our vacuum pumps and everything. They tell us those things should come off and get heat sterilized. You are and I was correct. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I won't use company names, but it, it's very uh, public knowledge. So if you go to your dental chair um, and you look at the original instruction guides, you will find under the assistance instrumentation guides. So for dental chairs, look up your assistance instrumentation guides. There is roughly two to three pages each for cleaning between patients, cleaning routinely, um, sterilizing, disassembling. They give you a full um, few page document of what should be done between patients, um, monthly, weekly, and you know, it's, it's extensive. You've read them, I've read them. And uh, that's kind of where we fit in to save you time and guarantee that it's gonna be clean. Because there's so many steps and there's so many parts, take a saliva ejector, for example. There's seven little parts on a saliva ejector from O-rings to the rubber cup to the little on-off turret. All those things come apart. It should swivel at the uh, little tailpiece as well. And if you're not cleaning it, well, all those pieces just get built up from debris, blood, saliva. And eventually it doesn't swivel. Eventually your on-off has troubles turning on and off. And eventually the little rubber cup that the tips go in um, becomes brittle, becomes hard, falls off often. So there's a lot of things that uh, occur just with a simple saliva ejector valve. So um, our valves take the place, they're safe, they're clean, they're disposable, and they stop that backflow that we talked about. No, um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be kind of um, my question for you to explain all the different parts because I've been in many offices where yeah. you cannot even move the, you know, the lever. Is, is yeah. it called a lever? Is that what that is? Or the... Depends which company you're talking okay. about. Okay. So um, yeah. some of the imported companies just call it your on-off switch. Some of the more advanced companies call it a turret. 
And then some of the simple companies <laughs> just called a, <laughs> a lever. So a lever, a, right? There's a, yeah, there's a few different names to it um, to walk you through. So the part that it connects to on a tubing, some call it a swivel adapter, some call it a tailpiece. At the end of the day, it is a quick connect that allows you to quick connect your HVEs or slide ejectors. They're actually designed after um, hygiene hand pieces. So if you think of um, your Profi hand pieces, they're designed to swivel. So you don't get that cord drag. Um, the first thing that goes in a dental office is usually the swivel on your evacuation valves because there's no time to clean them. That's number one. And number two, no one's ever taught to clean them properly. So I was talking with a school earlier today, leave their names out. Um, they weren't aware of backflow. So again, it's, uh, it's going on seven, eight years here, still, you know, trying to harp on backflow, why it's important. And then talking about, you know, why it's important for the students to clean or at least learn how to clean. So when they get out in the real environment, um, they actually know these valves should be cleaned between patients. They do come off. I can't tell you how many times we've talked to um, hygienist assistants that they don't even know they come off, which is kind of scary, but it's true because if they're not taught that, how would they know? So they should be quick connects. They should snap right in the place. They should swivel. They should look clean, just as clean on the outside as they, should, as they do on the inside. Um, and there's studies that talk about, you know, swabbing the exterior of the valves is just as dirty as swapping the interior of the valves, even though they were clean. So that's what's scary is even though we're cleaning these things, um, if you're just wiping them off, um, you think you're cleaning them, but most are failing the clean test. So there's a lot of research out there. We have it on our website. Um, and it's not just us that have done those swab tests. So there's a lot of independent research out there that talks about the swab tests of surfaces on evacuation valves. And it's quite alarming when you think they're clean and <laughs> they're, they're pretty nasty. So. so so to the listeners, you heard it here first, but Jim says you have to make sure that you are cleaning everything and it should all come apart nicely and easily. It should not be stuck, right? I know Michelle and I were in an office. And <laughs> we were trying to like, do a video yeah. <laughs> of like how to yeah, take it off alarm. and I couldn't get it off I could not get it, off. get it off yeah 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 I carry pliers um you know especially in this new environment that we're all facing the new landscape um when a patient goes in and we've talked about this in the past Michelle they look now at what's going on in that office they look to see if there's new things um and a lot of things the doctor may have uh, incorporated into the office you can't see them you know, whether it's an air filter or just, you know, the protocol before you even get into the room. One thing that's really powerful that you can see is evacuation valves. Um, we're the only ones that make disposable, but there's, a, there's some other solutions out there. And, um, you know, they, there's some really innovative products that have come on the market that help us address aerosols that help the patient and the dental professional stay safer. And um, we're not alone in this category. Um, so one of the most impactful things is evacuation. So when a patient sees it, it's chair side, it's usually sitting right over the patient. Um, and, and they could see firsthand, it's not that old 1972 evacuation valve. It's something that's new. It looks safe. Uh, they probably feel it works a little more, um, advanced in their mouth. And, um, it's a good conversation, you know, and at a buck a piece, um, to know that the doctor actually did something 
that's safer for both the patient and um, the dental professional, that's a big deal in today's environment. We hear it all the time is it's sitting right there. It looks clean. I'm guaranteed that I don't have to worry about backflow. I don't have to worry about if I cleaned the valve the last 10 patients. And it gives them confidence too. So we're seeing that more and more is that confidence level, trying to build it for patients, trying to build it for the dental professionals. And, uh, you know, we have some really cool products in the works as well that I think are going to really address that and make it even more of a wow factor. So. So what I really loved about you guys was during the pandemic, you made a shift, like you started creating products that we actually needed. Um, uh, two of my favorite um, uh, would be uh, both go on the high volume evacuation, actually. Uh, one of them being a saliva ejector that goes into the high volume evacuation. Um, but it also has this like little, it looks like a little filter, I guess I would say at at the valve that is sucking kind of as many aerosols and these smaller particles, um, out of the air. Um, I don't typically use that with aerosol generating procedures, but if I am doing Like that is my saliva ejector now. I don't even really have the saliva ejector. Um, And then I have the, um, oh my gosh, tell me the name. I should have that, but it's a wide, wide (laughs) mouth mouth. barb. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Arrow. Yeah. It's the arrow, um, which I love um, to use during my um, aerosol generating procedures. My, my big boys, like my airflow and stuff. Yeah. So when COVID hit you and I talked I think that first month and um, we were just an HVE and a saliva ejector company and we just bought that Captel product and then all of a sudden the buzz which we had some products that we addressed we started you know incubating some products out there some ideas but there wasn't a huge need for aerosol products it wasn't on the tip of the tongue like today We talked about it. We created some ideas. And then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, you know, after you and I spoke, we had not only yourself, we involved quite a few hygienists. We have a little uh, engineer team as well. A couple of guys up in Canada. Um, You know, we would go back and forth, draw on pictures. We'd buy fog machines. (laughs) So, you know, we couldn't get in the dental office. So we were trying to manipulate um, airflow. And uh, I think the three of us had these machines set up. I had one in my garage. We had them up in Canada and uh, just trying to create a better solution that um, our whole thing is we don't want to wheel something in a room. We don't want something to interrupt your flow when you're working. We don't want a big shield. Mouth guards to us are cumbersome to the patient. So we wanted to stick with what we know works. You know, all the research up to that point showed aerosols can be effectively managed up to 90% just with an HVE that functions properly if you're close. So what we did is we said, how can we make that better? How can we make it safer without bringing in all these other exterior devices? And that's where the two products came out. So the first one you mentioned, the Dove Aero Saliva Ejector is a shortened saliva ejector. We had uh, a panel of hygienists and we kept changing the distance and we knew we had to get close. So we shrunk a standard saliva ejector down by almost two and a half inches. You can still make your turns. You can still make your twists. You can still access the patient's um, full 
mouth with the saliva ejector. And then we created sort of a funnel where it connects to on an HVE. And that funnel has just the right amount of air holes to, to, uh, to give you full pull on a saliva ejector, but then the remainder, give you the remainder of pull through an HVE collecting exterior, right outside the mouth aerosol. So that little product is kind of taken off. Um, you know, in the beginning when it came out, people didn't know how to use it. They didn't know how to connect it. They were like, how am I gonna hook this thing on a saliva ejector? So it was an education part on our part, trying to get people up and running. Um, if you go into your dental laboratory, you'll notice you've got hangers there for a couple HVEs, but no one ever used them. And you had an HVE at a saliva ejector and you had an empty hanger. And if you go to say an ADEC chair, there's room for one more HVE on that hanger. And that's what we're seeing a ton of is adding additional HVE instruments, whether it's us or they're adding something else to help uh, manage aerosol control. And then the other product is the Dove Aero Wide Mouth. And Dove Aero Wide Mouth is, we kept beefing it up and eventually settled on 22 millimeters. I think you got a few of the first ones that were out there, they were angled and um, you requested more cheek and lip um, pull with it. So we kept tinkering with that design. Um, so we came out this huge wide mouth uh, HVE and it has exterior holes on the outside that allow you to capture aerosol if it sneaks by this huge 22 millimeter opening. Um, they, both these devices have backflow prevention um, they, these things take it where there's some videos that just came out. Um, we worked with Amanda Hill, flew up to Norfolk, cut some videos. And I mean, it's basically zero. <laughs> these things are so powerful. The, the, uh, the wide mouth to get past this thing, you got to have quite the aerosol generating procedure because it's so, so wide. And uh, it's the widest in the industry as far as um, the width on an HPE right now. And that tip swivels, it has exterior holes, cheek and lip retractor, fits on any HV line. Um, and that's probably right now our most popular product. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not getting a large clinic. Um, just saying, send me them, whether it's a hundred pack or we sell them by the case by a thousand. Um, just because it's a more effective way of uh, managing airflow with patients, it gives you that huge opening now so you can see visually. And uh, I think uh, Amanda mentioned two weeks ago, she said, you know, we're supposed to be using HPEs, but I don't have more hands. So, you know, uh, the, all these recommendations to use more HPE for, to, to collect your aerosol, but, you know, you still have to do your work and be efficient. And um, HPEs sometimes aren't the most easy to use. So with flex tubing, there's little uh, wrist these devices that allow these devices to be much more user-friendly to you. Um, so that's really where our focus was. We innovated with the Aero line and uh, it, it's been a fun product to, you know, a lot of companies were stagnant during uh, COVID. These things really helped our company move forward and put a whole new spotlight on what we do as a company as far as innovation.
I think the feature I like the best is um, how, well, it's much easier for me to use, um, you know, from a clinical standpoint, but I think patient comfort wise, and you had mentioned that there's nothing that needs to go inside of their mouth. There's no bite block. There's no, you know, it's great. Um, I don't really have to alter kind of my routine uh, as much as I would when I'm using some of the other systems. And so that's what I really appreciate. I just don't even have to think about it. Um, I love the fact that it's disposable as an infection control nerd. That's like spot on something that I really like about it. Um, and, uh, you did give me a good idea because the office that that I work out of, sometimes I will be making sure that they get a third. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call the tech in and make sure we get a, a third, you know, use that third, um, uh, you know, area on the dock because I didn't even think about that because we were just using the other one. But that's a really great idea. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Um, you know, and I, I can be the biggest cheerleader of our product because I helped create it but I, I also realized the market one of the great things that happened if there's a positive that came out of this pandemic is the innovation that happened the last you know almost two years from companies I mean I, I've been on some chat boards with um, partners my competitors and I think the end goal for everyone yeah create a great product but create a better solution for you all so we're not alone in that. There's a lot of really good companies that are trying to make safer products affordable and uh, make sure they're fitting into the supply chain challenges right now. You know, we're not alone with this. We we get our uh, saliva ejectors, the little white saliva ejectors from Young Dental, and we buy them by the hundreds of thousands. And um, you know, we have to do a lot of forecasting, which we didn't have to do in the past. So. There's a lot of good partners and good companies right now that are um, trying to make workflow better. You know, we realize some of these huge machines that came out in the beginning that are the, the monster vacuums. It's hard to look at that long term. You can't hear. They take up space in a, in a small room that's really challenged with space already. And uh, I think a lot of people are focusing more right at chair side. What can we do right there so we don't interrupt workflow? keep everyone safe and really use what we have. We got good, there's a good background, you know, there's great vacuum pole now, there's advanced units. Um, now we just gotta make things more effective, safer. And uh, I think the Dove Arrow kind of fits right in there with uh, not changing your workflow, allowing you to get back to what you were doing um, with some, some few, you know, a few added benefits as well. Yeah, I think the affordability factor too. I like that you guys, um, considered that too, because that is a real concern. It's a big pain point yeah. uh, for a lot of offices for various reasons. And so being able to afford a product that actually um, creates a safer environment for all those that are involved, I think that is spot on. That's really where um, I'm starting to see a lot of companies go uh, with the new products that are coming out, making sure that they're affordable for, for yeah. dental practice owners, you know? It is challenging too. I'll be the first sure. to say it because, especially now with the uh, you know creating something like we do, there's of all things dye shortages. So that the white color of dye, there was a shortage. Uh, we had to come up with a clear version for a little while. I mean, it's just some really interesting hurdles that we've had to overcome. Um, 
but our company all along has really tried to keep the price, you know, and continue at cash. Since I've started, we're one of the few companies, I think we've had 10 price decreases. So each year we'll have one or two. So we're going the other way compared to, I can tell you all my competitors. I mean, I've worked for enough dental companies that we never had a price de decrease. <laughs> I've worked for the cables, the cycans. It's always the other way. And um, at Dove, it has been 10, maybe more price decreases of trying to make that product more affordable. And now we're doing BOGOs and just really trying to make sure um, any type of office, whether you're a school or a large group practice or just a small office can afford us. So that's really a goal of ours. And we continue to address it um, as a team. Every couple of months, we just say, you know, what can we do to get this out there um, with a wider audience? So a lot of schools, we, we send them, you know, a couple, <laughs> couple cases of valves to try because we want students to be exposed whether they buy them or not, we'll send them you know, thousand valves for those students to use during that semester, at least so they know there's other options out there. Um, and we've talked in the past, um, Michelle, the VAs, the VAs are really focused on following the IFU. So they have to use safer products or they have to follow the instructions. And if you do that, you're talking 12 minutes <laughs> per evacuation valve. Um, military has been huge lately just trying to get safer products so they don't have to wait that time. They've really taken the IFU into consideration. Indian Health, you know, a ton of public sector really has addressed it, especially in the last year since they've all returned to being open. Um, it's good for us, but it's also helping us address that price because as we increase sales, we're able to offset that price even more, which um, in the big scheme of things, that's the goal is make things affordable make them here in the U.S., and make them accessible to any office. Well, I definitely love all of that. And that is fabulous to hear that you guys are decreasing the price. I also just want to quickly tell the ICC or anybody who is listening that is in the, the workflow, because I have been using Dove, um, you also have a little device. It's black and it kind of caps off. What, what yes. would we call that thing? Tail cap. Tail cap. <laughs> so I actually have it here and I'm, I'm, I see on the video there. So tail caps were created um, because of the change of patient uh, between patient workflow depends how you change it. So we work with a ton of clinics that when a patient leaves, everything comes off the lines, whether it's hand pieces, HVE, saliva ejector, everything. And when they do that, all you hear is that sucking sound. So if they were using metal valves, they still had the same issue. And we came out with these little rubber caps. So it fits not only a um, saliva ejector, but it fits an HVE valve as well. And it just plugs it. And what was happening is people were using cotton balls. And then all of a sudden the cotton ball gets sucked in and then the service tech calls. And um, you know these are super inexpensive little pieces of rubber. You could reuse them. They're, they're designed to be disposable but it's a duo tail cap, meaning it does two things. So it's uh, covers slide ejector, covers HVE. Um, and it just makes things a little more easy between patients. Now, the other option is patients leaves, um, tubing gets wiped down, disposable valve gets tossed and no one gets placed right on. And 
then the tail cap isn't necessary. And we have tons of offices that do that as well. And they just turn it in the off position. Some will bag it just to keep it covered in case, you know, no one's going to sit there for the next 20 or 30 minutes. Um, but it's kind of two options. If you're a uh, lengthy cleaner between repatients, <laughs> tail caps are great. If you're a fast changer of rooms, um, you can just swap valve to valve and it makes it nice and easy. And that's why it's important to have those little uh, tail pieces clean. So you can actually fit things in there and they snap in just like your valves. The valve should snap in. Um, if they're rolling out or you can't get them out, it's time for a new tail piece. You know, if someone purchases our system, we give them free tail pieces. I've got to give an office, uh, send them out I think 30 tail pieces, just HPE valves from uh, one of the offices that was in Las Vegas. So, you know, he bought a couple bags of valves and we'll give him 30 tail pieces because he has two HVEs per, um, per room, say 15 rooms. And uh, we'd rather see him use our system successfully with a new tail piece versus an old one that just doesn't give him that clean snap. And, um, but those tail caps are, it's funny bring They're that up because, huge uh, <laughs> I, I, I and I say this because again I am somebody who uses Dove and um I can only turn over my room as fast as my contact time and my contact yeah. time of my disinfectants is three minutes no ifs ands or buts about it so that was three minutes of like me want going through the process and just depending on how your room is set up it's not so easy to just like Un, you know, take your utility gloves off and do hand because there's a sequence that should be done before you start popping things on. So I'm like, let there's got to be something. And that's when I talk to you and you're like, yeah, you just put this thing on there because the noise will drive you insane <laughs> after a while. And it's so simple. Like, well, also we're always talking about our hearing in the industry. We right. got a real issue with that because we got drills, we got the suction, we got all these things, but then we're all wearing N95s during COVID and I can barely hear my coworkers if they come in and try to, you know, whisper something about the next patient because somebody next to me is in the room. And then I got the suction, like screaming his little head off. And I was like, yeah. I think I might lose my mind. Yeah. It's, so uh, this, it I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Especially when you change the room. So, you know, sometimes uh, when we first started, we were getting these little leaks out of our valves, you know, when it's supposed to shut off. And if someone didn't upgrade the tailpiece, you'd hear just a little, and the phone would start ringing. And I'm like, that little sound bugs you guys. This was seven, eight years ago. I'm like, I think we may need to make sure these things shut off 100% instead of 99.9. <laughs> so we realized sound is, uh, it can be annoying, can be an issue. And uh, that's where the tail caps or making sure everything shuts off completely really fit in. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy we had this conversation because then we could also kind of bring in that workflow with uh, the product itself. Um, so as we kind of close out this uh, episode, I mean, I'm just so happy that we're talking about the issues around backflow that we are not asking our patients to close their mouth around it. And even when they don't close their mouth around it, we do have to have a backflow preventer on our suctions. Um, because I mean, good. Uh, does any, can anyone actually hear you say like the fact that things can go back, come back and not gag immediately? Like, is that even something that you've noticed around? Because I don't, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. The disturbing part is when um, you're instructed to close around the saliva ejector. 
And that, that's happened all my life where, and I know it happens to my kids. And obviously I've got these things in there, my office now and my children's dentist, but, you know, just instructing people to close. Um, if you're going to do it, <laughs> definitely take the precautions, whether it's using my product or someone else's, just for the patient's sake, you know, 25% may not sound like a lot of time, um, but it's probably happened a lot more than that. Yeah. Mean, that, that was the original study from 1989. And, you know, they were studying when the valve was basically hanging off the patient. They weren't studying when there's changes in workflow in the room. They weren't studying when it was over the patient with gravity. Um, they didn't take into account, you know, most little studies are taken into account with uh, pretty clean valves because they know they're going to get some uh, scrutiny. <laughs> they're going to get some people that have eyes on it. So, most offices we go into, the, the valve is half functioning. It has half an airway going because it's so clogged in the inside, which means you have half the pole, which means you're going to get twice as likely backflow because if you don't have full pull from a vacuum, you've got a weak, um, weak gravity pull. So it's, there's a lot of issues that can affect that number. Um, we say one in four, one in five, but it's, it's very likely much more than that. Just, you know, you've seen it, especially when you're instructing people that it's gross, it's disgusting. And uh, there's, there's so many options you can do out there to make sure it stops. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's unaffordable these days to make sure it's gone. That should just not even be a conversation anymore of backflow risk. It, it just shouldn't. There's products that address it. They address it 100% of the time and they're, they're safe. So we're trying to make sure everyone knows about it. And uh, I know some other companies are trying to do it too. So it, it starts in the schools. We just got to make sure everyone, when they get out, they understand the risk. And just if you're going to tell someone to close, make sure you're using something safe at the end of the day. So it's a, it's a big deal right now, but it shouldn't be. That's what's crazy. So, um, Jim, if somebody wanted to possibly uh, get a sample or how does that work? Yeah. So you can visit our website, Dove Dental Products. There's an S at the end of that products.com. Um, there's actually a tab where you can just request samples. And there's a drop down. You can get any product on there. So we get them all day long requests. You can request the HVEs, aerosols. Sometimes we might send you the wrong size and we have to get you involved. Um, because every dental chair has different sizes of HVEs. So it's the wild, wild west when it comes to connections. There's three sizes. Sometimes it just takes a quick phone call asking what type of dental chair you have. And then from there, if there's any, any upgrades on the dental chair, most people don't realize when uh, an HVE or a saliva ejector break down in our office and your service tech runs out to the van and brings one back in, it's 99% of the time not the same manufacturer there's no way it's going to be the same manufacturer so because that valve that you're getting is probably 60 bucks if you got a new one from that manufacturer it's 300 bucks so they carry standard dci parts in their van and then we're not and grab those which means they change the connector and uh that's where we get involved just say hey if you can take a photo or just run over and show me a picture and uh um, we'll send them out i think it's a 10 pack of our valves for them to get a good try. You know, it's a good full day of um, playing around with saliva ejectors or HVEs. 
And then from there, um, if you want to just drop us a line, sales at dubdentalproducts.com. And that's our email. You can just shoot us over your address, what you're looking for, and uh, we can start a conversation. Nine times out of 10, we send you more than um, you're looking for because we want you to be exposed to some of the other products. So like today, a couple of people asked for slide ejectors and I sent them some of the arrow valves because they never heard of it. So um, we just try to make sure you see what we have. And uh, most people get really excited when they finally see, you know, there's a 22 millimeter HVE valve or there's a saliva ejector that stops backflow and all I do, I don't have to clean it. That's a big deal to people. And um, especially in your profession, safety and taking away, you know, cleaning valves is, it's not a fun pro process as I'm sure you've all experienced over the years. So we take that fun process of cleaning valves right out of the equation. Well, thank you so much for uh, the education and learning more about the products and letting us know where we can get them. Um, awesome. This is awesome. India, do you have any last minute or last uh, thoughts? No, no. I, I assume we're going to put everything in the show notes. So if yep. anybody, you know, wants to get a sample, uh, I'm sure if, if they have questions, they can reach out to you guys. Uh, if they have questions about, you know, backflow and all that kind of stuff, uh, they can reach out to you. Yep. That'd be great. Thank you, Thanks. Jim. Thank You're you. Welcome. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining us for season two of the Level Up Infection Prevention Podcast. For more information on the importance of having an infection control coordinator in your dental practice and our fabulous training programs for this role, visit us at levelupip.com. And you can always reach us at hello at levelupip.com. And don't forget, we have season one of this podcast as a resource to you as well. We hope to see you in our ICC community soon.